Okay, welcome back. Jace the Doctor here on a Friday, the Friday before the big Friday next week. I can't believe it. I Meanwhile, it's like 65 degrees here. I mean, the world is just, when you say chaos, I mean, this is just crazy. I'm not complaining. I have no jacket on today, but I, we're going to pay for this at some point. Uh, so welcome to everybody. Welcome. Uh, hopefully we can do this in one take. Uh, for those of you who are joining me to, uh, for the for the first time you're in for a you're in for a wild ride uh things get unpredictable as i do these podcasts in the car i try to be as safe as possible i I, by the way when i do these podcasts i'm not holding the phone i'm not looking at the phone the phone is actually sitting in my lap attached to the cord to the car so i can do the podcast so i have no no hands on the phone no nothing else um but you know, sometimes I get into the podcast and, and I lose track of where I am. I get lost. Uh, I come very close to cars in front of me and I occasionally yawn from lack of oxygen. So hang in. Uh, I promise you I will do my best to make it enjoyable and uh, not not be too far off. Um, those of you who are, who are listening, who continue to listen, again, I thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you for leaving reviews on any platform that you're listening to me on. And I hope that you are sharing with those who you feel can get some benefit from, from what I uh, have to say. And please, at the end of the <clears throat> podcast, I will give you the information again, how to contact me if you have any ideas for um, podcasts, if you have any feedback, always get me through the two main two main contacts, if not on social media. Okay, so today I want to talk about ADD and ADHD. And I want to kind of make it simple for those of you who have been diagnosed with it or your children have been diagnosed with it because a lot of times, you know, stuff like this, we, we tend to do, we tend to go from complicated and then work our way down to simple. Sometimes we don't, sometimes we just stick with the complicated and then nothing gets resolved. Um, but I want to kind of see if I can break it down for you because there are some really simple causes of attention deficit, uh, whether it's hyperactivity or, or just, or just attention deficit, um, that are not truly addressed a lot. Um, and I don't know why it's very well documented. Um, but you know, again, I think it goes back to, I'm not sure why, especially in medicine, we don't start simple. We don't go back to the basics. We always start with, you know, what's the symptom? Here's the, you know, pill to quell the symptom. And it's, it's like, you know, it's like a dam with a, a hole that forms and starts spouting out water. And then we just plug our finger in it, you know, that'll work for a little bit. Um, but eventually that pressure is going to build and another hole is going to go and you can plug that and then another hole and then, you know, eventually you run out of ways to plug it and the dam breaks. So, uh, I want you to, uh, I want you to have, uh, have faith that there are some simple things that you can do if you're, if you're in it right now, or if your children have been diagnosed and you're trying to deal with it or trying to resolve it, um, and they don't, they don't have to do with medication. So, you know, basically attention deficit or attention deficit hyperactivity disorders um, are something that I've described, which I think is really the best way for people to comprehend it as your child has an internal itch. What does that mean? So think about 
on a regular day, let's say you get an itch on your nose, okay? What's the first thing you do? You scratch it, right? Because scratching relieves the itch and then it's good. So imagine having, imagine having that itch on your nose and not being able to scratch it. And it persists and it is annoying you to all heck. But for some reason, you can't scratch it. You can't get to it. It's almost like, I mean, it's almost like having that itch on your back somewhere where you can't get to it. Like you can't reach back far enough and you can't get to it. Nobody can scratch it. And it's just so annoying. And the more it's there, the more annoying it gets. That's kind of what happens with kids with ADD and ADHD. Inside their bodies, there is something going on that they cannot resolve. And it persists and it persists and persists and persists and there's no way to scratch that itch. So how do they behave? Well, they behave, they can't focus, right? Because they're constantly being irritated by this thing that they, they don't know what it is. They can't explain what it is and they don't really even consciously know what it is. It's a subconscious thing. Um, and in order to try to resolve it, one of the things that they will subconsciously do is move a lot, right? That's the hyperactivity just because it's almost like a distraction. It's if you can move and try to focus on something else or do other things and not get your mind off of it. It's a, again, a child is young. So a lot of it is subconscious. It's a way for their, them to try to deal with life and adapt. Go back and think about that. Or actually, you know what? Next time you have an itch, <clears throat> I want you to try this. I want you to, as soon as you feel that itch, I want you to resist the urge to scratch it. And I want you to see how long you can resist that urge. Because I guarantee you, within less than a minute, it will be so annoying that you will have no choice but to scratch it. Now imagine that's what's going on inside your child. And it doesn't go on for less than a minute. This goes on for days and weeks and months. Imagine how that would be. I mean, imagine how, imagine how you feel. And you know, as an adult, you can be diagnosed that way, but it's, you tend to be able to deal with it better because either you have gotten used to it or you're medicated or you just accept it and do other things to help, you know, um, refocus your mind. Now, the, the typical treatment for this with children is to medicate them. It's how do we take them down a few notches and make them less hyperactive? But the problem is, is the medication that they put them on almost zombifies them. And I'm sure if you're, if you're one of those parents or you, you know somebody who, who's taking the medication, you know a child is taking, you can see it, it completely changes them. It, it blank, it makes them like almost blank, like blank. And they know it, but they've known they've dulled out. And depending on how old they are, they can express it to you. They know they've dulled out. They know they're almost, they're just zombified. And then they don't sleep well. And then from not sleeping well, that depresses them. And then as they get, if they're older, that depression can lead to other things, suicidal thoughts and other stuff. I mean, imagine you're not sleeping, you don't feel well, you don't want to be here, right? This isn't a yawn, I'm just taking a drink. So, <clears throat> so 
the medication doesn't solve the problem. All it does is it quells the symptoms, but quells them a lot. I mean, you know, like, this isn't like it takes out the hyperactivity and the child becomes normal. It's not what it does. And again, if you're a parent who's on, you know, his child is on these meds, you, you know. But you, I'm sure you feel lost. I'm sure you feel like, well, I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to tell you, there are there is usually a very common cause to things that are when there is an ADD or an ADHD diagnosis. And by removing them, the change in your child physically and mentally happens very quick. And it comes down to what I've always called the most underrated thing that is not talked about much that truly can make the difference between a happy, healthy child or a depressed, unhealthy child. And that is synthetic dyes. Synthetic dyes are a byproduct of petroleum and coal tar. They, uh, and that's just, if you've never heard that before, it's exactly what it is. It's the stuff you put in your car and the stuff that you would pave your driveway with. It is a byproduct of those, of those things. And it was never, ever meant to be ingested. In fact, it's not only has no value, I mean, it has zero value to a human. It, it really has a much, uh, it has a lot of negative value. Although we've, you know, through the years, um, they've cut down because on the amount of dyes that we're allowed to use in foods and stuff, because some of them were just so blatantly toxic that they had to remove them. But they still allow a few in our system right now. Um, they're still saying, well, they're, they're, they should be safe enough to, for us to ingest, which is, you know, it, it's kind of amazing to me because it's, so, it's such a blatant lie. You know, if something comes from petroleum or coal tar, how can we just, common sense should tell you, this can't be good to ingest, right? You know, like it doesn't make sense. But yet it's considered what they call generally, generally, uh, it's G-R-A-S, generally, generally, generally accepted as, um, you know, okay to ingest. Generally regarded as safe. That's what G-R-A-S, I slipped my mind there for a second. G-R-A-S. And it's not. And eventually they will all be pulled and eventually no one will use synthetic dyes anymore. And the only reason they're, they're used is for eye appeal, and for marketing, you know, when you can make something look vibrant, make it look like a color that you, you've never seen before, or something that you've seen, but you're like, wow, I, can't. I I made an example the other day about like these neon green drinks, like sports drinks, like no one should look at that and say, that looks like something my kid should drink, you know, but of course you think, well, it's on the shelf. It must be okay, right? Somebody's made it okay, but it's not. And, and that's a, that's more of a common sense. Like you have to think like, just because it's out there doesn't mean it's safe. You know, we have a lot of different things in this country, which are not a lot of rules and a lot of regulations, which make it harder to put healthier stuff on the shelf and easier to put unhealthy stuff on the shelf. And a lot of that is just lobbying and marketing and money and you get into all that stuff. But to me, that's a common sense thing. When you see a drink that is so vibrant in color and so uh, out of the ordinary, you have to think that can't be good. Now, 
if you don't know or you don't think that way all you have to do is look at the label because it has to be listed on the label uh, and when you look at a label you're just looking for the color which would be usually blue red yellow or green with a number next to it if you see that in the drink or the food sometimes but it mostly in drinks if you see it then you know it, it contains a synthetic dye and then you know it's something that you you or your child shouldn't drink now you also must though know there are things that you probably would never think would have synthetic dyes and I use the example of pickles all the time because it's one of those things I never really thought of either because you know I'm buying organic pickles so I don't worry about it but if you look at a general standard thing of pickles you'll see they use yellow dye usually in the pickles to make them look better it's crazy but you have to look so these dyes create that internal itch they cause that irritation in your child that's unresolvable now here's the great thing now it this I, I, I say this with a little asterisk next to it this is not the end-all be-all okay there are other things that can contribute to this but this is a well-documented fact studied um, why many countries do not allow synthetic dyes anymore that they are directly related to ADD and ADHD amongst other things and this goes everything from endocrine disruption to cancers all kinds of stuff I mean look that makes sense to me right that it makes sense that when you're consuming something that's from petroleum and coal tar that it can be a carcinogen that it can cause other issues or disease processes in your body that makes sense imagine your child drinking gasoline it, you know like if you take it to the extreme it's like well if there was a, a can uh, a bottle of gasoline on the shelf and you know it was out in the supermarket and everybody thought it was you know if they said it was good to drink would you look at that and say all right well my kid wants this and it's on the shelf must be okay I mean it's no different you're not drinking straight gasoline but you're drinking a byproduct of gasoline so I mean that makes that's makes common that the common sense to me on that makes sense it doesn't make sense the other way to look at it and say huh this drink glows in the dark it must be okay because it's on the shelf but anyway <clears throat> so these irritants which is the least of the issue cause your child to lose focus it causes them to become hyperactive to distract them from this continuous itch that's going on in their body now the good thing is here is if this is it if this is the major cause or one of the major causes to what is going on with your child all you have to do is remove it that's it this isn't a medication this isn't a yoga pose this isn't a uh, a, a mantra they have to change I mean this is just removal you have to look at everything they eat and make sure nothing that goes in their mouth or on their body so foods and beverages primarily you got to make sure there is no colors with numbers next to it in the ingredient panel but toothpaste anything that goes on their body that their skin can absorb which is lotions shampoos 
conditioners, those stuff have the dyes in them as well. You must, must look at everything that goes in or on your child and eliminate it. Now, here's the great thing. Once you've completely eliminated it from their system, within days, to experience the joys of podcasting in the car. (laughs) Why did I just cut off? Well, I went to check the phone to make sure we were okay. And of course the cord came out. Welcome to the Jace the Doctor podcast. Anyway, what I was saying, it's like I I cut it off right before like the crucial moment (laughs) of of the podcast. What I was saying was once you get rid of it, the phenomenal thing is that within days, they feel better. They look better. They sleep better. They are mentally better. And you notice it. With an adult, you can do the same thing, but sometimes it takes a little longer because there's been buildup in our systems. It's been years and years of this stuff, and it takes time for it to get out of our system. A child, it gets out, it gets out. It's done. That's what's so great about this. So you can, inst- I mean, instantly change your child. No medications, no natural stuff, no anything, just by making this simple change. Now, I will tell you this. There are people who do say that some of the natural colors affect their child too, like Anato, or even stuff you'll find, um, they make stuff um, at Starbucks, it was the whole thing about this. They were making a red color from a, a beetle, believe it or not. There are parents that will say they've cut the synthetic dyes out, but these other things will also cause issue. So if you do and you cut them out and you still notice, let's say maybe they're better, but not 100% or not, you know, maybe they, there is still room for improvement. Look for other things. The only thing that should ever be in a drink or food product or shampoo, lotion, conditioner, if it has color, is organic color. And it will usually say from fruits and vegetables. That's it. If it doesn't have color, that's that's fine too, because then it has no dye at all. But organic dye is absolutely fine. Like I said, it usually comes from fruit and vegetables, but it's organic, so you don't worry that it's coming from a bad source or it has anything bad in it. Um, That's your best bet. Clear, no color, or organic. But that's just a little caveat that I will tell you because I've seen it in forums with other parents and how they've said that these things do irritate their children. But I will tell you, for the most part, doing what I just told you to do will make an immense impact on your child. Now, you want to take it a step further, go into what are the other things that are irritants? What are the other things that can bother them? Well, I mean, sugar's always the demon, right? And ex- excessive amounts of sugar is no, not good for anyone. Organic sugar, excessive amounts of organic sugar is not good for anyone. But there's sugar in everything. Sugar's a carb. If you're eating plants, I mean, there's sugar in there. 
Um, it's the excessive outside sugar, the candy, the cake, the cookies, the additional adding of sugar. That's another one. That's kind of like a side one. Then there's anything artificial. There's artificial sweeteners, artificial flavors. All of those are potential irritants. It just depends on how susceptible your child is to these things. Now, and it doesn't mean that just removing the dyes is, is, is the end all be all. I mean, if you're still giving them stuff with artificial things in it, you know, that's not good either because they can cause other problems. But I just want to focus specifically on this because I've seen it in practice. Um, if you, for those of you who don't know, I mean, it was it'd been in practice. Well, it was in practice for 20 plus years. I was a pediatric chiropractor and I did a lot of work as a holistic doctor, a lot of work on nutrition with kids because I saw the immediate response that happened when you remove things from their diets that were obvious irritants, at least obvious to me. This is also why I got into the beverage company and started producing better beverages. But um, so I have hundreds and hundreds of hours of experience with children revamping their diets and seeing the effects. Um, so I'm telling you, this isn't just from, from research and, and reading. This is experiential research. This is what I've witnessed firsthand. So I will implore you that if your child, if you think your child is like that, or they've been diagnosed on that end, I will implore you try this first. I will also tell you this. And, and again, I, I can't tell you to take your child off of a medication. I can't tell you to put them on a medication. I can't tell you anything about medication. But I can tell you that a lot of times when a child feels better because you've changed something like this, that the medication will start to have a different effect on them. And what you need to do is you need to speak to the person, whether it's a pediatrician or whoever else, who has given them the medication, tell them how they are, and discuss what you should be doing with that medication. Because as their body heals and as they feel better, there should be not need of anything outside to change the circumstance. And that's really it. I mean, Google, if you want to do some more research, there's lots of great stuff in there. You can Google ADHD and synthetic dyes. You'll find there are great, great studies. I think they, the biggest ones come out of the UK, I believe, um, where there is a direct correlation between the two. And again, folks, I mean, this stuff, this is why education is important. If you want to have kids, I mean, do the, educate, educate yourself before. If you haven't, just do it now. Like this is, this isn't little stuff. This is, this is important. You know, you're raising a human. You are raising a human. Did I say that? Did, did, did that come out clear? You are responsible for raising a human. If you want that human to be optimal and then to make other optimal humans, you must do your homework. It's your responsibility until they get to the point where they're choosing. It's your responsibility to feed them well, educate them well, and that means generally and about food, to make sure they get sleep, to make sure they stay active, to provide them with a positive environment. This is your responsibility. And you can't take it lightly. This isn't like, oh, well, you know, I did this and yeah, and then they grew up and this is how, I mean, 
you have such an opportunity here to create a superhuman. And most of us don't. Most of us tend to either just rely on what we hear because that's easy or take the advice of our doctors because we think whatever the doctor says must be true uh, or listen to our friends and don't do our own research. You need to question things. You need to look. You need to do your own research and find out about stuff and then make decisions. You only get one shot at this, guys. One shot. You can't reverse, go back when they're adults and say, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish... You know, the good thing is, is that let's say you are an adult and you weren't raised this way and you do have issues, your body's an incredible thing. It renews itself constantly. And if you change, if you change what you're eating, if you change your lifestyle, your body can still produce a good human. It can produce a better human. You can shed all this crap off of you and become better. As long as you're alive, as long as you got a pulse and you're breathing, there is never, ever a time you can't do that. I saw, <clears throat> it's so interesting. I saw the other day um, this post about this woman. Now, this, this, this older woman, she was in her 80s. She uh, obviously was, I mean, stereotypically just not in good shape for someone, someone in their 80s, uh, overweight, could tell she just was not in a good place. But she decided in her 80s that she wanted to turn it around. She just started to lift weights. She decided to start eating better. And the transformation of this woman in her 80s was incredible. I mean, incredible. I was like amazed. But it goes to show you again how it's never too late. I mean, it's great if you can start that way and continue that way and not have to then try to re... Re, go back in time and you know try to then save yourself from the damage that was that happened but there's never never a time that you can't do it so if you want your kids to be optimal every day do what you need to do now understand you can make mistakes and we all do we all have and they still can recover from that stuff usually but the better we do it now, the better they'll be going forward. So try it out. If you're in that boat or you know somebody and you can pass this along to them, I would love to hear your, uh, if you do it, if you remove it completely and you notice the changes, I would love to hear about it. I'd love to share it. So the contact info for me, drj1k at gmail.com. That is the best email. D-R-J-A-Y-1, the number one, the letter K at gmail.com. Or text me, 631-617-4375. Don't be afraid to text me. Um, I will respond. Uh, but those are the two best ways. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, uh, if you want to share, I would love to be able to share it with others. Um, you can get me on social media, Jace the Doctor on TikTok. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can also get me at the beverage company, Big Bang Beverages. Um, but these are always the best two ways. All right, guys, a two-parter again, but I didn't yawn. I didn't get lost. I am on a full, full streak. This is, I think, I think I'm, I think I'm two for two on both, which is amazing. I actually almost felt it, but I pulled, I held back. I'm going to wait till this is over and then I'm going to take a big yawn. Have a great day. Phenomenal week. 
Uh, I will, will definitely speak before the holidays, but enjoy. Don't stress. You know, it's just the holidays. You know, like enjoy. There's no reason to stress. This is such a stressful time for so many people, but you're alive. You're breathing. You're here. Enjoy every minute. This is Jace the Doctor. I'm out.